Welcome, guys. Welcome to Triggered with Don Jr. I'm so excited uh, to be here with you guys. This is unique to me. Actually, uh, strangely enough, probably the first time I've been actually nervous in a long time. Uh, it's just so different. I'm used to kind of getting up on a stage with a mic uh, and talking to 10, 15,000 people. It's, it's not a problem, but we're at a unique place in our country, something that's uh, probably never happened before, or perhaps it's always been happening and we haven't been exposed to it as much. So I'm super psyched to be doing this on a platform. We're here again because we're at a crossroads. Uh, I'm on Rumble because it's one of the few platforms that's out there that hasn't censored people. They actually believe in what so many of you, all of my followers, believe in, that notion of free speech, that notion of freedom that's so important to America. We've seen what happens on the other platforms. You know, every one of you knows someone that's been in Facebook jail, oftentimes for telling the truth, uh, probably most of the time. Uh, you know, the CDC and others owe all of your conspiracy friends a serious apology for the lies and the nonsense that's been spread. Uh, people ask, hey, Don, why aren't you on YouTube? Because I don't want to build up a following, take the time to do that, get to know you guys, and wake up one morning and they cancel me because I'm upset that a dude beat chicks in sports. Uh, I don't find that to be the great, incredible accomplishment of the left. So I'm excited to support a platform that actually stands for and believes the things that I believe. Uh, Rumble's been unique in that perspective. Uh, probably the only platform that didn't throw Donald Trump off that I can think of. Uh, the only one that believed uh, in the ability for even the president of the United States to have free speech. I know that's a hard concept to understand that maybe the leader of the free world should be able to have a platform to say what he's thinking. Uh, but if you've been watching for the last few years, you understand that that's not the case. So I'm excited to be able to be here to talk about those things, to talk about the stories that other people aren't willing to talk about, aren't able to talk about, uh, have been bought and paid for to make sure they don't talk about. And I'm also probably the guy that'll take it a little bit further uh, than, than most. Uh, what's really interesting is we live in a, in a kind of an interesting time in, in that it's been so ridiculous, uh, so extreme, the level of censorship, the, the way people have been deplatformed. And I'm not just even talking about big tech. You know, again, everyone has their friend that's been in Facebook jail or demonetized from YouTube. Uh, it's been happening. Uh, and yet we're actually at a point where I truly believe uh, conservatives are actually winning the culture wars for the first time in recent history. I, now, you got to understand that's from a lens of what we're up against, right? We are up against big tech, a juggernaut, a multi-trillion dollar industry, an industry that is decided that they are going to be all in to be the marketing department of the radical left. We'll talk about that a little bit because I'll get into the news and I'll get in my take. For me, I think I have a unique perspective into so many of the things that we'll be talking about uh, as we do this, whether it's me doing my rants, whether it's me long form interviews, whether it's back and forth with Kim or some of our friends in government. I've had a unique perspective in that I've been a fly on the wall uh, for so many interesting things. I've seen what actually took place with my own eyes. Uh, and then I've seen the narrative shaped, uh, in some cases, just entirely created out of thin air uh, by the media, by big tech. I've seen the truth. Uh, and then I've seen 
what's perception. And unfortunately, we live in a world where perception is reality. So what I want to try to do with this is to have those conversations, to talk about the insanity about what's going on. I also want to talk about the people who are actually putting their money where their mouth is, the people who have the balls to actually say what's going on. Uh, and it's why we're on Rumble. I mean, it's why I can say that. Uh, you know, and I've even seen it, you know, candidly from a firsthand experience uh, in even conservative media. I don't need to call out the names. You'll figure it out in about two seconds unless you're, you know, Joe Biden level IQ. Uh, but I've noticed it even for myself as someone who was, you know, called up probably daily to be on some of the major conservative cable networks. And then about six months ago, that just ended. Uh, not once. In six months, do you get called? Now, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a Trump, so maybe we got to do a little bit of that. But, you know, I have numerous polls out there showing me being, you know, second or third in the 2024 Republican primary right now. And whether you want to believe that or not is totally up to you. But there's enough out there that's saying, hey, I'm a real player in that. The second or third sort of depends on whether my father's in the race or not. Uh, but I could be that guy, clearly have large platforms on social despite you know, the, the usual nonsense of what they're trying to do to me and what they try to do to guys like us, uh, despite that censorship, still have that platform. And yet to all of a sudden just go from present daily or at least you know, asked to be on arguably daily, uh, but certainly weekly on some of the biggest cable news shows in the world to nothing uh, like that right before a major uh, midterm election and then have no follow up after that probably tells you all you need to know about even those outlets. So it seems that we're not even combating sort of big tech, mainstream media, but even establishment conservatism, which really isn't about the people. Uh, my father got into this not because he needed the job or the money, I can assure you that, but because he wanted to actually represent we the people. And we've seen what those institutions could even do to the most powerful person in the world, or arguably. Uh, that's why we're here. Uh, a lot of this show, I want to focus on the people that are out there making a difference. Obviously, Rumble being one of those. The people who have the guts to take on the establishment, the guts to have people like myself on there. Uh, a platform that doesn't just have me, because the last thing we need is an echo chamber. I think what, what I like most is actually, and why I stay on even some of the platforms that spend most of their day, it feels like to me at least, uh, trying to make sure I don't expand my reach, is... I'm happy to have these arguments. I'm happy to have these conversations. The facts are on my side and the insanity of the other side is showing so much. So we have to combat that. We have to be up against that. And again, I think we have to put sort of our money where our mouth is to support those who are willing to be in that fight. Um, you know, I know that's not always easy. I know I'll probably be canceled on the other platforms, but we have a unique perspective in that the pendulum has overcorrected so far, so far on the other side that people finally get it. Again, it's probably been happening forever. It's probably something that was going on for years, uh, but it was never so extreme. Uh, you know, the notions of what is and what it means to be a, a Democrat today, uh, the notions of, you know, what are the hills that they're choosing to die on? You know, let's have that conversation. Again, it's, I think, why we're winning some of the pop culture arguments. Uh, I know what I've seen. I know what we've been up against. 
I've been in the room, and I think even if I'm not part of that today, I want to be part of that conversation because the unique perspective I have is that I've been there. I know what's probably happening. I know what they tell you isn't the truth, and I probably understand the prism by which they're watching that views and news better than anyone. Now, I think we can do that with some fun. Now, the big part of what all of this is going to be about is also sort of you know, the locals component of this. Uh, you know, the live interaction with you. So stick around later on. I'll take some Q&A, obviously, on this. I'll watch some of the stream. I'll try to answer your questions. For the subscribers, we'll go a little bit more in depth. Uh, my boss, Kimberly, uh, she will be here. Uh, she'll join me for that, so we'll have some fun. Uh, but I also want to hear from you guys throughout this process. What are the things you want to talk about? I don't want it just to be me doing that rant. I don't want it just to be those things, but, you know, hey, Let's talk about family. Let's talk about the things that matter. And if that's interesting to you, I want to make sure we're doing that because that's what this is all about. But again, so much of what's going on right now, I actually feel great about. Like I said, I think for the first time in recent history, we are actually winning. To me, that's evidenced by just what's going on. Look at what's happening out there to the people that are leading the charge of the woke movement. Uh, you know, Disney, after jamming their social nonsense down your throats for the last few years, is down like 50% in their stock price. Netflix, where somehow, you know, there's a trans-Asian uh, there for the documentary on the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Whether they were there or not doesn't matter. That's what they're going to push. Also down 50%. Uh, AOC's climate change documentary bombs at the box office. This week, we saw it. Uh, one of the players, the hockey players on the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, didn't want to wear the gay pride jersey. And as someone who doesn't like the Philadelphia Flyers, because I grew up in New York City, I'd make a joke there, but then I'd get canceled for sure. But he didn't want to do that. The media went after him. Uh, the press, big tech, everyone's trying to cancel him. But his jersey is totally sold out. Because the American people are sick of that crap being jammed down their throats day in and day out. Now, that doesn't mean that they're racist or homophobic or whatever the other ists uh, that everyone labels you if you disagree with them for even one second. It just means that they don't need to hear about this crap day in, day out, force-fed a narrative, jammed down their throats with social consequence. They are finally now pushing back. You know, there's a difference between the narrative makers and what they put out there and real life, folks. You know, real life isn't what you see on social media. Those things, whether they have big platforms or whether they're being pushed by big tech, it doesn't align with what's going on in real America. And I understand, probably, probably better than anyone, how ironic it is that someone like myself, right, the son of a billionaire from New York City, could be the guy having this conversation. Again, uh, it was probably a lot easier to not do that. It would have been a lot easier for me to shut the hell up, be a real estate developer. It certainly would have been a lot easier for my father to do those things. But the reality is we need to fight for all of the things that we believe. We need to engage in this battle. We can no longer do what conservatives have done for decades, which is sit back, turn the other cheek, 
and while watching the other side claim every aspect of the social hierarchy, anarchy, pop culture, and laugh their asses off as we just give up and let them take control. We've gotten to that point where people are now, they're voting with their dollars, they're voting with their feet, they're moving away from the insanity, and that's a critical point. I mean, I wish it never had to get to this point. Like I said, it would have been a lot easier for me, for my father, for my family, given the countless hours of nonsense, and we'll get to that in a second, because some of the news of the day, (laughs) to me right now, uh, is, is certainly interesting. Uh, it'll, uh, it's sort of mind blowing, especially when I think of sort of what we've been up against, but we need to become uncancelable. We need to become unafraid. When we're afraid, we're cancelable. When we are afraid to speak our minds in America in 2023, that's when the other side will take advantage. And again, I get it. There's a social consequence to being a conservative. It's not real. It's contrived, it's made up from nonsense people and pushed by the media, but when you're one person out there alone, whether that's you know a mom going to a PTA meeting and being called a domestic terrorist because they don't want their young children being indoctrinated with the garbage that we see on a daily basis, or if it's the president of the United States, when it happens to be a conservative, or my father, we need to get together, we need to band together, we need to support those people uh, that are doing that again, whether it's you know whether it's Rumble, whether it's some of the other people that have gone out there, whether it's some of our sponsors on this show, uh, you know, it takes guts to support a conservative. So I'd like to personally just thank Goldco for being the first sponsor of this show. So if you want to check it out, check out a company that's unafraid. Support those guys. Check out about diversifying diversifying your investments. Go check out goldco.com forward slash Don Jr. That's D-O-N-J-R. Check out what they have to offer. God knows in this world of inflation, insanity, uh, you know, we're on the brink of war with Russia. You know, Dmitry Medvedev is talking about how we could escalate into nuclear war. I don't know. <laughs> Probably makes sense to check it out. But We need to be out there supporting those who support our values. Guess what, guys? You're going to be out there looking for something anyway, whatever it may be. Support those people who share your values. Support those people who have the guts to do that because it's not an equal playing field. It's not fair. We gotta be supporting those guys. So check out the link for Gold Co. See what you think. They'll take care of you that way. But take the time to seek out those businesses and let's talk about that. So now let's get into the news of the day. Now, one of the things I'll eventually do, and this is new to me, so I am totally winging it. Uh, Chris Pavlovsky, CEO of Rumble. Hey, do you want to promote this at all? Or do you want to take a couple of casual passes at it first before we get there? I was like, honestly, guys, just go all in. Who cares? Let's see. Uh, the reality, you know, we got to be genuine. Uh, the world's in a crazy place. We have to have these conversations. We have to talk about it. And like this last 10 days, perhaps more exemplifies uh, the insanity of what's going on than anything I've actually seen. Uh, You know, uh, what's happening this week, we'll talk, for example, the first one that you literally can't make up because we went through like five years of Russia, Russia, Russia collusion. And guys, today, an FBI agent, now he's a former FBI agent, but an FBI agent who at the time was leading the investigation into the Trump-Russia collusion, which was bullshit from moment one, by the way, just so you understand, which is why guys like me 
pushed back. You know, I had lawyers out the wazoo. I did 50 hours of testimony, 50 hours before congressional committees. Think about what that means. Like where if you make one grammatical error, they say, oh, you're lying to the people. It was always nonsense, but it doesn't mean they can't get you for lying if they ask you the same question about a billion times uh, and you answer it a little bit differently. So uh, people like, you know, clown show shift, you know, remember pencil neck shift? He has seen the evidence that would merit trying me for treason, which is, you know, minor details. It's a crime punishable by death, but who cares? Just another Tuesday for me at this point. But the leader or one of the leaders of the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion FBI was today arrested for colluding with Russia. Okay, just so we understand where we are. And this will be a common theme. We've seen this. Uh, this is like the rules for radical sort of leftist manifesto, which is if you're doing something, accuse your enemy of doing it, because we've seen this time and time again coming from the left, right? Accuse them of doing the stuff that you're doing. So we remember very clearly, you know, the Hillary Clinton campaign formulated this nonsense. They leaked it to the FBI, who leaks it to the newspapers, who writes an article about it, who then the FBI uses said article to investigate Trump for years. $50 million plus on Mueller, plus just countless weeks, months spent uh, focusing on obviously a flagrant lie. But the problem with bullshit is you still have to deal with bullshit. And I imagine that was a big part of what they were trying to do. But think about what Trump was able to accomplish. Look at the clown show that is the Biden administration and look at any reasonable metric. And I, I understand the press secretary will get up and tell you this is all wonderful, but as we're paying $25 for an egg, it probably isn't. Uh, this is what we were up against. And an FBI official that worked on the Russia thing was now arrested for helping a Russian oligarch, Oleg Deripaska, uh, get off a sanctions list in violation of plenty of penal codes of the United States. But think about it. This guy was the guy leading this charge. Now, any one of you probably has to start asking, how long has this now been going on? How many more of these people are on that payroll or became on the payroll shortly after that? But let's go look at a little clip about these guys talking about exactly what was going on uh, at the time, or at least the narrative they were trying to sell you. Check this out. This is from MSNBC. You need to do what's necessary. Let's turn now uh, to Russia sanctions. There's news tonight that the Trump administration has succeeded in lifting the sanctions against Oleg Deripaska. Uh, your reaction? Congress had tried to stop this. Yeah, this is terrible. This is just outrageous. It's the wrong signal uh, to Mr. Putin. Uh, the, this oligarch is very close to President Putin. Uh, the sanctions were put on for good reason. Uh, the So you saw that clip. Now, what they don't tell you in that clip is the truth. Now, that shouldn't surprise you. So Oleg Deripaska was no longer affiliated with those companies. They were separate entities, so there was no reason to be in those sanctions. And yet, whether it's a congressman that will lie to you about what was going on there, as we've seen over and over, it doesn't matter. So you fast forward four years, $50 million, uh, driving the only narrative that was out there, putting your thumb on the scale of a midterm election at the time. You fast forward four years and an FBI official is getting paid by Deripaska to get him off the sanctions list. So 
They have no problem. A congressman has no problem getting on TV, telling you that Trump was doing these things. It's a lie. That doesn't matter. That'll never be corrected. It has its intended effect at the time. The media is totally complicit in their collusion and they keep going. How do we trust these people anymore? Right? After you saw what was going on for this long, after you saw the way the FBI acted, whether it was in the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, in the FISA warrant nonsense, in some of the setups of, you know, the meth heads in Michigan with graduate, you know, every terrorist act that's been committed in America, you know, the FBI, they were watching them. They were watching them really closely, but he was woke in some way, shape or form. So we can't actually do anything. And then you question the FBI after we see clown show after clown show. And then they have the gall to say, how dare you question their integrity? Folks, how dare you not have the, question, the ability to question them right now? How dare you not question them just based on their own actions alone? What have they done to merit any of these things? So I really look forward to seeing what happens to Charles McGonigal. I guess this is the agent. He's probably a protege of, you know, Comey or one of those guys. You know, all part of that same clique, all part of the lie that was put forth onto the American people for years, and some of which they still run with it, right? None of the stuff about Joe Biden, none of the countless uh, indiscretions, whether it's Hunter, whether it's the laptop, whether it's his brother or this, you know, everyone's on the payroll and those things are totally fine. I take this one pretty personally, because obviously as someone who's been, uh, you know, sort of in those crosshairs, you know, imagine it was Don Jr. doing any of these things. Imagine it was Don Jr say, renting, renting my father's million dollar home for $50,000 a month. Well, that's Hunter Biden, folks. Now, you won't hear about that, but as we talk about, the next topic I wanna really talk about is the Joe Biden document scandal, okay? This is insane, okay? Because we saw very clearly, we saw very clearly how they handled this with Donald Trump. We saw very clearly what Joe Biden himself said about this at the time. Why don't we play that clip so we can refresh your memory and we'll get into the details of it. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor of Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen, how anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought... What data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Okay, how is that possible? I mean, this sanctimony, right? Now, it's Joe Biden, so I mean, it's, it's sort of shocking he actually got through a sentence without a teleprompter and was able to, to deliver this. But, like, think of the irony, right? So now we have documents from all over the place that he did not have the ability to declassify as vice president. We're also hearing about, and at least I've read about, documents that were classified that he took when he was a U.S. senator. So you have a period of years that he could be taking this stuff. You have documents found at the Penn Center, okay, the Joe Biden think tank. Now, give me a freaking break. The fact that Joe Biden even has a think tank is like one of the great oxymorons of all time because it's clear based on watching the guy that he's actually incapable of thinking. But don't worry, folks. I'm sure the think tank funded by the CCP, 
the Chinese Communist Party to the tune of about $54 million. I'm sure they didn't have access to any of this stuff, folks, right? Now, he became vice president. The think tank didn't just magically appear the next day. So where were these documents in between? How many people had them? We then, again, we got to see the sanctimony about Trump's documents that were under lock and key, okay, with full knowledge of the National Archive. Where are those? I heard that the National Archives, like all other institutions in government, are totally bipartisan, and yet they're strangely silent about this. Now, they were very vocal about Trump. The head of that was clearly a never-Trumper, and yet they're totally silent about this. Now we found, I guess it's six batches of documents. We have Joe Biden finding them in his garage, the garage of his Wilmington, Delaware home that his crackhead son, Hunter Biden, was renting for $50,000 a month. So we know that because Hunter Biden filled out a form to that effect. Now, I did a little search because as a former real estate guy, before we got into this lovely world of politics, uh, I... I, I used to do this a lot, right? So I said, man, 50000 that seems like a lot for a home in Wilmington, Delaware. That seems like a lot for a home anywhere. And guys, it was. So on Compass, the highest price rental home that I could find in Wilmington, Delaware last week was $4,500. Now, if we actually had media, if we actually had journalists, we'd perhaps ask the question of, like, maybe... Guys, do you think that's the 10% for the big guy that we've been reading about? Remember the laptop from hell that after they got what they wanted ends up being 100% true despite having like 30 or 50 you know, people in intelligence community. That's another one we got to put in air quotes these days. Uh, telling you that it was Russian collusion. You know how I knew it wasn't Russian collusion or Russian disinformation? Like Hunter Biden didn't deny it himself. If you didn't do it, you'd probably deny it. I know if it was my laptop, I know it'd probably be treated differently. If it was my laptop, I'd be in jail for a long time, and that would probably be rightfully so. But that didn't happen. So they had other people do the dirty work and deny it based on information that was clearly nonsense. But now we have Hunter with ties to China. You have Joe with ties to China to the tune of $54 million. So let's just be clear. The Chinese Communist Party does what's good for communist China. They don't invest in crackheads, except for Hunter Biden. Uh, I bet you there's not another crackhead that they've invested $1 billion with. I know Hunter was a great investor beforehand. Unfortunately, no one had ever heard of him. That doesn't just happen, right? It only happens if you're actually buying someone, which to me is clearly what's happened. Again, you would think that would merit questions. If Hunter's then renting the house, you have the emails, the 10% for the big guy. You have the no-show jobs in Ukraine for Burisma, you know, making $80,000, $85,000 a month in a business you know nothing about, in a job you know have no experience in. I'd, I'd love that gig. It'd be wonderful. But I have a feeling if it was Don Jr., it would be a problem, just like it'd be a problem if I was taking money from a Russian oligarch, real Russian collusion like Hunter was, uh, for the wife of the mayor of Moscow. Just so we're clear. And just so everyone actually understands, you don't become the mayor of Moscow without direct ties to Vladimir Putin. Okay, That's just how those systems work. Now, the media can pretend that that's not accurate, but now we have this. And so this is sort of the amazing clip. 
hypocrisy after hypocrisy. Now, another six batches of documents. And they try to get really cute with that because they say, well, another six, you know, group of... They don't tell you if that's six folders, six closets full. Uh, Doesn't say it, but it was under secure lock and key. We're told, and we saw outrage from the people at The View, well, it's okay if Joe's doing this because we trust him. I don't know why we would trust him. There doesn't seem to be a history of reason to trust him. It seems like there's a history of corruption, probably unlike anything we've seen in American politics. But, you know, orange man bad, don't forget. So we've seen that. Watch this clip from Joe Biden's attorney and in response to the latest batch of what's going on. Yes. Can you give us a sense of how many classified documents we are now talking about total across all three locations? Sure. It's a good question. And and actually, the answer to it is a little bit complicated because of this point that I'm making about the integrity of an ongoing Justice Department investigation. The Justice Department is going to be looking at all sorts of questions like that throughout their investigation. We want to be very, very careful to be respectful of the integrity of that investigation, to not speak too much about the underlying contents and materials. Guys, give me a fucking break. Okay. Imagine that was Trump. Imagine that was his lawyer. That's like, that's like worse than the typical like Kamala Harris word salad, you know? We need equity because without equity, there is no equality. And without equality, we can't have equity. So you need equity for equality so that everyone can be equal equity. Like, I actually think her speechwriter must be a Republican because no one could write something that stupid uh, and make someone look that bad on a daily basis. But think of that answer. Imagine that was Trump's answer. Now, remember the difference, right? There doesn't seem that there's no raid. They didn't use the hostage rescue team like they did to raid Mar-a-Lago. And just so we're also clear, the hostage rescue team, the HRT, like the team that gets deployed all over the world from federal law enforcement to like take out terrorists, they use them to use a search warrant, a search warrant for documents that were under lock and key with cooperation, with knowledge of the National Archives and under United States Secret Service protection. And yet the whataboutism Trump still somehow did something so much worse. So this just shows you how bad it is. Now, honestly, it's gotten to the point where you got to start to wonder, have the Democrats just had enough of Joe? Are they throwing him under the bus? He's sort of the big, dumb idiot that you use to win an election because, you know, you don't hate him. He gets up. He's a fool. So you feel bad for him. You know, it's, it's different. It's different. In 16, I could you could just anything that Hillary said, you could be like, man, She's arguably the most hateable person in the history of American politics. Like, I could make an ardent liberal hate her because she makes it so easy for you. So are they just done with Joe Biden that this stuff is miraculously now coming out? Don't forget, they found out about this stuff right before a major midterm election. Now, the same bill, that didn't stop a leak about the Dobbs decision and Roe v. Wade from coming out. No, no, no. We'll drop that in a second, Right. The second they did the raid for Mar-a-Lago, the cameras were on, right? Within about 12 hours, photos of the documents strewn all over the floor like that's how they were leaked to the Washington Post, right? Again, they use the HRT, but no, no, Joe Biden's, his own lawyers can look and, you know, we'll have them check it. Do they have the clearances to look and see if this is there? I doubt it, but no one's even asking the question, okay? This is the media bias that we're up against. You know, you see, they're probably at this point trying to get rid of Joe. 
he probably never belonged there in the purpose. And obviously, if you look at the results, like, of course not. On a global stage, it's an embarrassment. Okay, the guy's been doing this for like 50 years. He can't get through a basic sentence. The guy's been doing it longer than I've been alive, and he can't even get it right when it's on a teleprompter. We've seen that. Our enemies are watching. China's watching. Russia's watching. Why do you think what's going on in the world is happening? Because they realize that the guy's not there. They realize our enemies that they can take advantage of America. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It, we've seen just how powerful you know you can be if you have the mainstream media on your side. So let's get to the next topic because we could talk about that one forever. But the hypocrisy, the irony, the difference between Trump and the outrage that came with that. Even though he had the ability to declassify the documents, that should have ended it right there. But it won't because anything you do as a conservative is going to be out there. There is no equal justice under the law. We've seen that. And each and every day they prove us more right. We can talk about now what went on this last weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, seems like we're bringing back the very and mostly peaceful protests of 2020. Now, peaceful protests I heard about, I saw reporters talking about it uh, as they were hit in the head with bricks. Uh, it's a mostly peaceful protest with buildings burning in the background. People were murdered, billions of dollars in damage all across the country. But still, it's mostly peaceful protests. So let's just be clear. This weekend, left-wing radicals uh, rioted in Atlanta. The riot was in support of an Antifa radical activist who was killed in a shootout with police. The story goes, I guess, this radical, uh, Manuel Tehran, and the media has done what they can to try to make him seem like a wonderful human being. Just let's be clear. It seems, at least from what I've read, that this wonderful human being, like, shot at police officers. The police officers returned fire, killing this piece of garbage. That causes a, a riot. Uh, an excuse, I mean, I guess it's sort of like 2020, right? They were terribly worried about all these things, but let's riot and we need Gucci handbags and sneakers and stuff like that. It's not really about the cause, but it's an excuse to do that. This happened in Atlanta this weekend, but what's even worse is how the media tried defending it. I, I clipped a couple of clips because it's, it's actually insane just how far they would go to justify this. Let's play the first one uh, right now, and, and we'll get into a little bit more details on it. Look at this again, all of the uh, shattered windows. Um, and I, it, it is important to point out, for the most part, at the, for the entirety of the demonstration at the uh, Atlanta uh, at the uh, Atlanta Underground, a very peaceful protest. They were voicing their concern. Guys, remember, it's mostly peaceful. Atlanta's in flames. Uh, other parts of the country were more riots. They're burning cars, you know, because cops fired back on someone who shot at them. Now, I understand cops these days in the minds of the media, and the, they're just supposed to get shot at, right? They're not supposed to do anything. God forbid you arrest those people. They'll probably be uh, putting up statues in his honor uh, in the not-too-distant future. But this is what 
is going on. I mean, you have journalists writing about uh, Rolling Stone gave these radicals a glowing profile uh, in September and described their use of rocks and Molotov cocktails. So you can think about it. The piece said, quote, what unites them, however, is their commitment to direct action. They are here not to vote or petition, but to defend the land with their bodies. The use of rocks and Molotov cocktails. Like, I wonder what those same people thought about the people on January 6th. I don't think there were Molotov cocktails. I don't think there were rocks. As far as I'm concerned, there were barely any weapons. And yet there were pl plenty of people. I'm watching people walking through the guide ropes taking selfies. They didn't even break the guide ropes. I'm not saying there weren't a couple of violent people there. Uh, and I'm not saying they shouldn't be punished. But you have innocent people that did nothing wrong that are sitting in jail two years later. Okay? No one's got their back. No one's doing anything. The leftist courts are happy to throw the book at them. They can't get a fair trial. And yet, Rolling Stone, their, their commitment to direct action, rocks and Molotov cocktails, uh, is otherworldly. These are, these are wonderful people. Like, they're defending the lands with their bodies. I thought violence uh, in a political action. I thought that was wrong because that's what we were told for so long, but it seems to only go one way. Let's look at another clip uh, from CNN uh, where, from a guest named David Peisner. Let's see what he has to say. Surprised to see the violence that we have seen there tonight? What do you think? Well, I think that there's a real blurring of the lines in the use of the word violence is property destruction violence. Um, to some people, it certainly is. Um, but, uh, you know, th this idea that breaking windows or, or, or other acts of property destruction are the same as uh, actual violence against humans, uh, is, it, it, it's, it's kind of a dangerous and, and slippery concept. And I mean... Seriously, folks, I mean, you're literally watching fire trucks putting out burning, I assume it's police vehicles in a city. You saw rioting, looting, because, you know, that's not actual violence, right? That's a small business owner. Who gives a crap, you know, if, you know, their deductible is high on their insurance or maybe they don't have insurance and they just got to eat that so that someone could loot their store, steal their stuff or, you know, break their window for fun. Who really cares about those people? You know, we got to make sure... We take care of the Antifa radicals who are doing it because, like, we, I guess, for some reason, believe in their cause of action. Now, I'm sure the people defending these things, you know, generally speaking, aren't involved in that. They don't live in those cities. They don't live in those communities. So it doesn't really affect them. So, you know what? Hey, it's a voter. Let's make sure we take care of them. Let's check out one more clip out there protesting the site that they call Cop City. Uh, that's really what this was turning into. It was a calm, uh, calm, peaceful protest, but it does appear uh, it started. Well, folks, I don't know about you, but that's obviously a calm and peaceful protest, right? Just like Kadosha was, just like Portland and Seattle and the autonomous zones. You know, don't forget, you know, there were riots across the eastern seaboard. Uh, actually, Catherine Clark, a congresswoman, uh, actually, I believe she's the number three Democrat in the House. I guess her son or daughter, I, I don't want to misgender someone, but I'll read her. I'll read her quote. So I guess it's a biological son who's transgender. So her daughter. Last night, my daughter 
was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts. I love Riley, and this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. This will be evaluated by the legal system, and I'm confident in that process. Well, of course you're confident in that process, Kathy. You're the Democrat whip. You're number three in the Democrat Party in the House. In a liberal city run by leftists who believe in the same lunacy that you. You, you have a daughter, your biological son, who's transgendered. So it's a totally protected class. Nothing's ever going to happen to that person. We all know it. We've seen it a hundred thousand times before. So you can sit there and talk about these things, but that's the reality. That's the difference in what's going on. We saw that Gianno Caldwell this week, this week, African-American conservative, right? Contributor on Fox News. He literally wrote, I can't believe what just happened. I met up with friends for breakfast at Paradise Books and Bread in North Miami. And while we're having discussions about politics, we were told by the owner that we were not welcome there because we aren't politically aligned. So no matter what your politics are, guys, you shouldn't be discriminated against. You couldn't discriminate against someone for other reasons. And again, going back to why we have to support the people and the causes that support us. Okay, we are in a battle whether we want to believe it or not for the future of our country, for the future of our children, for the future of freedom. And guys, for so far, we've been on the sidelines. I hope that this kind of stuff actually gets out there. I'd love it not to be happening. I'd love nothing more than for cancel culture to not exist. But I'm also not a believer that we got to pretend it doesn't exist while they take us out rung by rung each and every day. So we've seen that bias, right? We've seen the typical liberal reporters cover their sides. We've seen what's going on. I mean, this was another big one, obviously, for the people who love the stuff that I do. And maybe I'll do this as the last one before I go take some questions from Rumble and bring Kim on for, uh, for the Locals platform to talk about, you know, just some of the stuff. Uh, you know, this is a mess. What, the world in which we live in is crazy. Almost as crazy as like the weekend I had because I had it, three of my five kids. Uh, we took them to the local fair, actually, up in, uh, up in Florida, which was actually great until they got uh, way too much sugar in them. Uh, Chloe threw up on one of the rides, uh, and then two of the three won the goldfish. So that was a disaster. Maybe I'll talk about that with Kim because she saved the day, probably not in a way that I really want, because now we have like 25 goldfish and a full fish tank that we didn't have earlier. So I'm not sure that's the lesson I want to teach my kids, but uh, it sort of saved the day from what was like from hero to zero in about 30 seconds of like just kid meltdown. So I can't tell which is worse, that or what's going on in the world. But as a dad in that spot, perhaps it was. So, But let's talk about one last thing before we get into the, kind of the Q&A component. Let's talk about what's going on at the World Economic Forum in Davos. You know the billionaires uh, that tell you you should be eating bugs while they eat you know, probably $1,000 meals? Uh, the people who travel to Davos, Switzerland, a beautiful uh, ski resort in the Swiss Alps, on their G4s and G5s, you know, the G4s are for the low rollers there, the G5s and the globals for the big boys, uh, you know, probably two people to a plane, uh, printing up a carbon footprint that you, whoever's watching this, couldn't imagine in their lifetimes. But, you know, you're the ones that need to stop. Uh, you're the ones that got, can't do any of these things. They want to implement these rules. They want to become a de facto government. And I promise you guys, just like all the other conspiracy theories that have come true, Whatever people have said about Davos and the people that are a part of that process, 
I promise you guys. All of those things, in my opinion, will come true in the not-too-distant future. But, again, these are the people that want you to eat bugs. How many of them are actually doing it? Uh, these are the people that control billions and billions of dollars, but are arguably the greatest hypocrites in the world. Again, you know, you shouldn't have worldly possessions, and you'll be really happy because we'll take care of you. How many of you think they're going to give up their private plans? You know, they're, they're multi-million dollar mansions all over the world. How many of you think are going to stop going to Davos and skiing and cavorting with their other billionaire friends? No, 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 guys. Those rules are for you. Those rules are for the peasants. Okay? They never plan on doing that, and that's part of it. That's why they want to become this de facto world government. Another thing we have to bush back on, but let's listen to a couple of the clips for what's actually going on over there right now. The first one from, you know, the chairman of manufacturing giant Siemens, uh, calling for one billion people to just stop eating meat. Let's check it out. My daughter, 24, inspired me and said that, how can you advocate for these zero carbon value chains if you still eat meat? And so I stopped eating meat. Now, the math would say, well, you need to stop eating meat uh, 11 years to compensate for a flight to Thailand. Yes, but if a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you, it has a big impact. Oh, well, you know, his, what was it? Uh, very young daughter just said, hey, we should stop doing this. So, yeah, we're, we're all going to change because his woke young daughter decided to do this. Now, don't forget. This guy controls a multi-billion dollar conglomerate, a major, they have a lot of real power, but we need to be pushing back against the insanity. And what's even scarier is when people who, who, hey, Joe Manchin, right, he's a Democrat, I think he's actually been a reasonable voice, but listen to what he says about an open press system. And by the way, that's an open press system that is entirely skewed to one side across the world. It's not just America that has biased press, right? Leftists tend to gravitate toward there. We haven't played. We need to start engaging. It's why I'm doing this, right? Just to make sure we're having these conversations. But this is a guy that would be a moderate Democrat by any reasonable form. Check out what he had to say at Davos in front of these people. The problem that we have is the open press system and basically all the platforms. So if you're able to have five platforms, social platforms, that you can basically um, personify the extremes, somebody who is extremely right or extremely left, and it seems like that is the majority speaking, they're not the majority, but they're basically driving everybody to make a decision. What side are you on? Are you on this side or this side? I mean, guys, God forbid in America you have an open press system, right? So this is what, you know, I think actually a quite reasonable Democrat. I wish more Democrats were reasonable like this. Unfortunately, the Democrat Party has been taken over by your local communist. You know, the thought leaders, and this is another one that's sort of ironic, you know, like AOC and the radicals, those are the thought leaders of the Democrat Party. Uh, and the reason is, while moderate Democrats still exist in America, man, I know plenty of them. I, you know, again, I understand where I come from. I understand my background, but I also spend probably more time in like real America, uh, certainly uh, than most politicians. And those moderate Democrats still exist. But the problem is you can't win an election if you don't have the help of the lunatics in California. You know, if you're not all for, you know, the 19 year old dude that says, hey, you know what, I'm not the greatest track star in the world. So I'll convert and I'll be a chick and I'll dominate and I'll take a scholarship. I mean, you know, one day I, I hope it happens soon. But maybe, hey, soccer moms, like 
feminists, like, where are you? Like, perhaps the great irony uh, of the last few years is that guys like me are like leaders in the feminist movement because we're actually fighting for women. Like, think about that for a second, okay? Just in perspective, and you see the crap that I post, so it's like, the fact that I could be a thought leader for this and be willing to actually have this fight and engage in it, like, that shouldn't be happening. Reasonable people should be stepping up and having these conversations, but I do it because I'm a dad. I got two girls. One of my girls is a phenomenal athlete, like just an insane golfer, uh, just you know, doing things that's absolutely amazing. And I want her to have a chance to succeed. I want her to, to be able to crush it. The amount of time, blood, sweat, tears that she puts into that, the discipline that she has in her life, not only crushing it just academically at a hard school, but you know, being a freshman captain of a really good golf team in South Florida and, and doing all of that. Like, this kid is a rock star. I want to make sure that that time, that effort, you know, that she actually has a chance to have that play out, that it isn't swept away because some woke nonsense happens and, and people are too quiet uh, to actually step up. But the last clip I'll talk about Davos because we could do something on, on the hypocrisy here probably for days. But check out what Christopher Ray. Uh, was basically bragging about the significant strides that great institutions that have spied on the American people would call moms domestic terrorists for not wanting their children to be indoctrinated. You know, they were watching every bad guy that's done something in America, but, you know, we're just going to let it slide. You know, they're not going to really do that. But, you know, if you're within 1,500 miles of Washington, D.C. on January 6th, you got to visit. Listen to what he has to say. Uh, and then maybe we'll close it out and, and take some Q&A. And I think the, uh, the sophistication of the private sector is, is improving and, and particularly important, the level of collaboration between the private sector and the government, especially the FBI, has, I think, uh, made significant strides. Pretty much every technology we could talk about today, uh, we see both great opportunity but great, great dangers uh, in the wrong hand. Wow. Significant strides. So basically, they're working with the people that control these major corporations. I'm sure there's no spying on the American people. I'm sure there's clearly no violation uh, of the basic rights that we have as citizens of this country. I'm sure it's totally above board, folks, right? Because everything they've done for the last few years gives us total plausibility that that's actually legit, right? I mean, and if you believe that, I got some great oceanfront property in Colorado. I'm going to sell you. Guys, there's so much that we can talk about. Uh, actually, I, I had like seven other bullet points. I realize I'm almost an hour in. I want to get to the Q&A component because I do think that that interaction uh, is so important. It's a, it's a critical part of this platform. Uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear what you guys think. I think I definitely, I know that when I'm out there, like probably the number one comment is like, hey, Don, do you do your own Instagram? Because I was like, Yes, because do you think I could pay someone to post the crap that I stick up there? But you know, maybe we'll have to do memes of the week, because the reality is, honestly, I think humor, uh, a picture says a thousand words. I think we can drive home some of the narrative and the points with these things. Maybe some of the ones that I know I can't actually post on other platforms. Uh, I'd love to be able to do that, but I know what happens. I've been you know, fact-checked for having an opinion. Uh, I've been thrown off platforms for being right, eventually, knowing that I was right, because I was actually in the room, but that wasn't what the narrative was saying. You know. It never ends. Uh, we do still have to engage there. We can't just cede that battlefield to the other side. But I want to make sure that we can also get to that next level. So hopefully this, uh, you know, here on Rumble 
on locals. Hopefully that can be uh, the place that we do that. So with that, I'm going to bring in my boss, uh, Kimberly. Uh, thank you, baby. You're doing a great job. She's was that okay? I absolutely love it. And it was like an hour rant, but like... But I, this is what you do at home, and now everyone gets to see how I live. <laughs> well, no, but it, listen, again, I, I said it earlier, I think it's so important, like, we actually need to engage, you know, in, in this conversation. The, you know, this, hey, it doesn't matter, I don't really follow politics, that's great, you're going to wake up one day, you're going to live in communist China, because we're basically getting there. Uh, you know, you've heard me complain about this one a bunch, and it, I, I actually believe it, and I wish I didn't, because, like, before we got into politics, even sort of functioning at the high level yeah, where yeah. we did, I sort of always believed all the tenets of, you know, American freedom, and you can do... Honestly, so much of that is bullshit. It's controlled by others. They want you to believe that you have that freedom. They want... And, like, maybe you can do it. And maybe, you know, a guy like me can get away with a little bit more because I've already created a large enough platform. But for the average person, they've made it so hard to be able to get that voice out. And that's... But there's, there's been, been an erosion, erosion of that, of that over time. time. I mean, we, we certainly saw when you see the juxtaposition, juxtaposition of what we had, quite frankly, frankly you know, under, under President, President Trump, great presidents like Reagan, like Reagan and, and what's, what's happened, happened to this country, country and, in and in such rapid order and succession. You never thought that it would go this far this quickly, that now we have to fight for just basic rights. We have to fight for our daughters to be able to play sports and have, you know, an equal, like, level playing field instead of somebody trying to steal it from them. Baby, I'm just, I gotta put this on pause. But, uh, it, it went live, but no, I just, I got on the local. So guys, you know, check and uh, subscribe to the Locals platform. Uh, you know, that's where we'll be able to interact, do a lot of the Q&A. So I'm actually just reading some of the comments from there right now. Uh, so, you know, definitely, you know, like and subscribe to that. Uh, we'll do a bunch on Rumble as well, but, uh, you know, the idea is to try to get as much sort of immersion in this. So maybe I, I kind of like the fish tank story because, you know, Kim saved the weekend. It's not a lesson, by the way, it's not a lesson I want to sort of give the kids, which is if they throw enough of a tantrum, they're actually going to win because it doesn't seem to work. But it does seem to work for Democrats. So, you know, I think well, I've done a pretty good job of getting that, my kids, yeah, like, you know, we're not Democrats, the, the, those same kids, they went out shooting with me and stuff like that this weekend. So, you know, we're making we sure went we're... to the, the carnival, the festival. We thought yes. it would be something fun, fun to, to do. do. So Don went there. And if it's on his Instagram, there's some pretty classic photos where he's holding up. He looks like a hostage. It's like a hostage uh, video shot where he's got like the stuffed animals. You got to go because the kids always want you to keep playing that. And you get to the point where you want to ask the guy if you can buy the stuffed animal because you keep trying to shoot the hoops or do whatever. And the kids are having a meltdown. Um, but the weekend started off. Don was ready late from traveling. So I went to go pick up um, the kids and get them. And within six minutes, I counted it. I had a uh, Slurpee, ice cream, and Pop Rocks in yeah, my hair. Rock, <laughs> guys, for those of you who don't know or couldn't you, figure this out. Don't play with the Trump kids. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Kim home. shows up like this everywhere, right? There is no, like, there is no sweatpants version of Kim. She, she comes 100% prepared at all times. So hey, Pop hey, Rocks in the hair Kim was sort of interesting. So I came home and I, I had to take that. And then there's the... Then yeah. I said, you take him, baby. You're going to go to the fair. And he did. It was going so well. And he was happy. He went on all the rides. And then there was like a sort of meltdown the last 10 minutes where the whole thing was going amazing. And then it comes to win the goldfish. You guys remember that when you would go with your parents and you go to throw the ball in the thing to win the fish? Well, there's like a whole miscommunication or, I don't know, weird situation where... Somebody won one. Then Someone somebody legitimately won one. might have tried to steal one. One didn't, and like, but I got credit for it. Then the other one actually did it, and then they're fighting about who actually did it. And I think they're both lying. <laughs> but like, this was at the point where they, like the sugar had worn off, like the right. slushies and the ice cream, and like you know, of course, 
which, which is sort of great because I think my boys needed a little bit of humbling because they're always out there in the woods right. with me. And you know, little Chloe, who's the youngest, she's eight. She's a killer, yeah. You know, they have the water gun, squirt gun thing. And so she won like two or three in a row, just beating them. They're like, we sure. want a rematch. And she just kept winning the prize. So I'm carrying around stuffed animals at this fair like an idiot. Like, <laughs> it, it was sort of amazing. But then the sugar wore off. And we were on one of these spinning rides. And Chloe's actually great about this normally. So Yeah. But we went on like the roller coaster, a spinning ride, another spinning ride. And there just didn't happen to be a line. We were just sort of line hopping. And she went on the last one. And it was spinning around. And I just see her lean over. And I'm like, oh, no. Here we go. She threw up all over the place. Right, but she gets a little motion sickness. Are you forgetting this? I don't know. That's why I sit her in the back and on the right-hand side. Yeah. It it was awesome until the total meltdown. But But then she didn't have the fish, baby. She didn't get the fish. Okay. This is from George from BTE USA. Now, this is a great American. Uh, He he manufactures firearms. So for for you guys, check it out. Uh, He says he does drive a Tesla, but he offsets it with five armored Humvees that he actually fits out. This is what I went out uh, in Arizona before Turning Point. Uh, I guess it was right before the holiday. uh, And, like, I went out a day early so I could take Spencer because George, my buddy, uh, at Battle Tested, literally has Hummers with 50 cal turrets with actual 50 cals that we were attaching to this. So... It actually made it sort of doable for a ten-year-old kid to shoot. Which we're all pretty- we're all probably going to need pretty soon in this country if things keep going this you, way. But yeah, you never know. But uh, we had a blast. I think that kid basically shot like an array of like fifteen full auto guns, and you know he he had a blast. And he probably knew more about them. I'm a, I'm an aficionado, obviously, but he may have known more about them for just from the stupid video games that they're always playing. I'm like, how does he know what that is? It's well, they follow the stuff and they like cars and like football and right. yeah, so fun American said, stuff. Uh, M. Anderson, 896, saying, wow, Mansion, that's disappointing. Uh, it is. Like, you know, and again, that's someone who, I mean, even the left has gone after him for sort of being too moderate. And I think, you know, he's probably actually believed in some freedom, and he's probably one of those few Democrats left that actually uh, could be considered that sort of classical liberal. I mean, they use that term a lot these days. I think it sounds ridiculous because it's basically like a contemporary Republican. Um, Maybe but, but it is disappointing because, you know, it shows you that you could be that moderate, but you get on a world stage and it's like, well, God forbid you have a couple social media platforms. Like, is that supposed to be a negative that Americans have free speech or the ability? I'm sorry. Uh, or the ability to do that. Hopefully you heard all that. And I wasn't just talking like this. But. I don't know, baby. That's what's when you do it live. <laughs> Why not? Uh, is there a counter to the planned? Uh, yeah. CBD DC social credit score. OK, this is from Julie F22. This is actually a really good question because it does seem that you see that with the ESG nonsense, this sort of social credit score. You hear about that like, hey, let's make everything that you have electronic and you're going to sign in. Let's put the chip in your arm. And, you know, one day they're going to decide, you know what? You're not woke enough. We're going to turn off your car. You're going to do this. You see this in corporate America a lot. And I don't know what, what it's done to them, but it's why I sort of am such a believer in supporting that sort of red state economy. I mean, it's a big thing that what I'm doing sort of even in my free time, you know, finding, you know, those companies, you know, Goldco, like I said, they have the guts to, you know, be the first advertiser on this show, having no idea what I'm going to say, because frankly, I don't even know what the hell I'm going to say before I start talking, you know, so go again, support those who support people who share your values. So go to goldco.com forward slash Don Jr., D-O-N-J-R. Uh, check out the link. It was in the, uh, the sort of live stream on Rumble earlier. You know, there is a real problem with that. That's becoming real. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen it happen to me. You know, major banks, like, uh, they won't do the credit card processing because I'm speaking at a pro-life, like, 
evangelical Christian event. Like the the, the calmest, most mild people in America, uh, people who believe in religious liberty and are pro-life. They're like, wow, Don Jr.'s doing it. it. Must be radical. Again, those same people who have no problem probably, you know, lending to Hunter Biden and the Chinese Communist Party or whatever they're doing. They have no issue with that, right? You could be the most woke, radical, insane person. The people that were pushing for like post-term abortion—that's no problem. So we have to uh, battle that social credit score. We have to fight against it. We have to make sure we don't support those companies. Right. I mean, you and I—we we spend a lot of time. I think someone who's doing a great job with this is Michael Seifert mm-hmm. uh, from Public, Public SQ. Uh, Public Square, but look up Public SQ. They, they've gone through and basically find companies that share your values. Like you agree to support this, you understand free speech, you do this. And, you know, in app form or online when you're at home, like go to the coffee shop that's on that platform. Right? You could, you're going to spend your money anyway. You're going to go to a coffee shop. But doesn't shop. that make sense? Like you want to actually put your dollars and put it out there in the revenue stream where it's going to matter, not give it to a woke company that hates your guts and wants to like, donate to causes you don't believe in. loves what you love and believes what you do. Like send their kid to hockey practice or gymnastics. Or you can give it to you know, Starbucks or you, you see you know, some of the, the woke companies that are out there uh, you know, where they're putting their money into the ESG nonsense and – it's all a big scam, right? Like the ESG stuff to me, that's part of that social credit score. You know, you know. well, if you're Apple, you got a great ESG score because, you know, you subbed out the parts that, you know, where they're doing like slave labor, lithium mm-hmm. mining stuff. You know, so it doesn't really Yeah, but count. don't complain about it's it unless you're going to do something with yeah. your dollars and actually support the businesses, the companies that support your ideals and values. And you let the economy and the numbers and the revenue work their magic. And that will create a system where the companies that actually are responsible – Give to you know causes that you believe in will do better. Yeah, why like, can this is, why honestly, you completely This is one of the biggest things the that people. we need to be playing in. Like you're going to search it anyway. So whether you search it on Google and you get sort of like the leftist Wikipedia version of what you're looking for, or like you go on a public square and actually find someone who like you're searching anyway. Like take the time, whether that's at home when you're on the road, find that out. And I, again, once we get to a critical mass. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't cancel 160 million of us. But that's what Rumble. That's what Rumble is about. What we do here are locals, because you can come here. They don't cancel you. You can say what you want. You're not being controlled. You guys have options of what you can see and listen to and watch. You come here, and this is like what America stands for, that free platform where you have your First Amendment rights, and people can't cancel you or try to destroy your life. Yeah, Emma Anderson's back. He he goes, that literally happened to me with B of A in September of 2020 Mm -hmm. while staying at Trump International. They shut off his card. Like, why, because you're a conservative? But it's actually happening. Like, you can't believe the the notion and the insanity that's out there, right? It's extreme censorship. You you think it's fine to allow a three-year-old to literally mutilate their body and change their gender based on influence from teachers pushing that. Like, that's acceptable behavior. But being like, Pro-life. That's a disaster. You're a terrible human being. You know, you, you believe in freedom and liberty and like, like, that's how insane it's gotten. And, and so, oh, I'm yakking again. So I got to, I'm unmuting it. But, uh, oh, Michael Seifer just chimed in. Hey, thanks. But no, but like, it's, it's a reality. Like I said, for me, so much of what I'm doing in, in the sort of the outside time that I have is like finding these guys. Now there's plenty of people doing it and there's guys that are never going to deliver. Maybe the idea is great, but they can't execute. Sure. Some guys may be able to execute, but the idea sort of sucks. Uh, you know, a guy like Michael, like that's a great thing. And if we do that, as I said, literally by opening intro, I didn't even know I was going to kind of go, go this direction. But like, it's 
become uncancelable. We do that by putting up a wall of critical mass of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's so important. I mean, you, you saw that, Kim. Uh, I always tell the story, you know, Kimberly was one of those few people. I had watched she was a lifelong conservative and undefeated prosecutor and would have been sort of an ultimate example of, you know, the feminist person. She's actually sort of much more traditional than that, which is why she puts up with my ass. Um, but, like, she was actually one of those few people. I, I saw it in New York. You, you, you're sort of liked by both sides. People understood your part. Like, when you started dating me, like— my God, that's persona, what I get for taking in a homeless Trump. My God. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically, I would have figured it out, but, you know, it, it worked out well. Do we want to go into the details of that? Uh, Mother Teresa moment. Or, uh, oh, sure, I let's see what you're going to do. I mean, what could a Trump say? What could go wrong? Well, no, no, listen, to, <laughs> hey, you know, we're, we're speaking about, you know, being canceled. Don't forget, like, I, I, I understand that I don't get the Hunter Biden treatment, right? If I did any one of the... Yeah. 190 insane things on the Hunter Biden laptop. Like, I'd be in jail. I'd be vilified. My father would be disqualified from being president. When it's Hunter, it's 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 a problem. Exactly. You know, it's, it's all bullshit. But, like, you know, give me a break. Uh, you know, having issues doesn't mm-hmm. absolve you from being a total piece of shit in every right. aspect of your life. And, I, like, what I want to always know is, like, what, like, what was it, do you think, that, like, imagine the stuff that Hunter did that he was like, you know what? This is too much to film. Right. Like, it's too far. Well, because like we've seen some stuff. I don't but, think you know, he was using. Again, I know like, it was Russian disinformation. It's gone. I mean, what do you you know? Let's yeah. be honest in terms of the drugs he's doing and the people he was around. But and, so yeah, listen, I you know, you go through you know a divorce that's rough and everything like that. But I mean, I'm sitting sitting there now as a you know guy in New York City, uh, not exactly uh, at the time a a bastion of conservative uh, thought. I'm sitting there being like. Holy crap! Like I'm basically just like a you know a setup waiting to happen. Right, that's peak <laughs> me. But it's it's peak me too. And again, like obviously you can't do any of those things. But I'm sitting there being like I'm also probably just a target for some of the nonsense. And we've we saw that one sort of go so far and probably actually do a lot of damage uh, to the cause of yeah. women because like men basically became just afraid to actually uh, you know. I, I won't call names, but I know plenty of people in corporate America that are like, hey, they won't get in an elevator with a woman. So I think, uh, again, that doesn't excuse actual inappropriate behavior. Meaning but when you're sitting there being right. like, can you, you know, are you a setup? So I'm sitting there basically being like, holy crap. And we had a, we had a friend, Arthur, who's hopefully watching, but probably asleep <laughs> by now. He's, <laughs> uh, and I think he basically lied to us both. Like, oh, yeah, the, Don's really interested and Kim's really interested. And everything. So we, Except we, you really were, but okay. Obviously. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, so we end up on a date and... That that was it. And that you know. You folded like a tent. Oh my god, I closed. I know that, so that, fast. She closed. No, you it, thought all. Oh, I found the girl, one conservative woman in America. I'm like, I'm probably not gonna get like me too. Right, like <laughs> right off the bat. So that that was a solid. Uh, that that was a solid. And plus. I was like to the right of you, so it was like perfect. It, so. you, you actually probably are, and I, like I don't think anyone's ever going to accuse me of being you know, a leftist, but you, you actually may be more conservative than even I am. I think so. Now I, I think I've also cut, become more conservative as I as I've seen sort of the other side. Like I grew up in New York City, right? Well, you grew up in San Francisco, but like, like I used to be able to have that sort of dialogue with my leftist right. friends, right? Where you could have a conversation. I'd be like, Hey, man, if you're going to make that point, like this is a better way to argue it. Like try it this way, and like, oh, great. Because it was still sane, right? It was like sure. a difference of opinion. Now I look at like their stuff, like, again, the hills to die on, right? Mm-hmm. Men and women's sports, you know, of course. You know, a child that you know, couldn't buy a pack of cigarettes for 15 years, sure, they could just chop their penis off. Like, what, right, what's gosh, the worst man. that could happen? Like, you know, no, but like permanent life decisions. We're going to allow we toddlers to make it. And like, like, this is what that party's about. Well, it days. is. I mean, that's I'm what not, they're, again, they're I'm, teaching I'm them. The like, they're teaching them in, in Harvard America. to identify. Um, you know, LGBTQ 
kids, newborns yeah. at birth to decide and for the doctors well, to determine if they should be a different gender or how they identify. That is Well, uh, today, I guess one of the, the transsexual movements, one of members, I guess it's called the transsexual movement, they want Aretha Franklin's 1968 hit. That's crazy. Natural Woman. Banned. Because apparently a song from 1968 is a front to the trans movement. Now, let's be clear. I... When you're an adult, I don't care what you do. Like, if you want to chop whatever you want off, if you want to get on hormones, if you want to, you know, sterilize yourself, have at it. Like, when you're an adult. Like, I actually don't care. Like, this is going right. to maybe piss off, you know, some the super conservatives. But, like, you know what? Guess what? Happy people are productive people. If that's going to make you happy. Now, I think the recidivism rate, in the end, you probably won't be. I think that's basic math and statistics. But, like... Hey, I actually am about that freedom. Mm-hmm. But Where now I draw it's not the line o- is when you say, right. "Hey, you're going to do this to children." But now it's not okay when you, to be a biological it. woman yeah. and celebrate women. Yeah. That's and, what and this a, is saying. An African American woman, a legend in music, a song from literally 50 years ago. Right. Like, hey, we're going to cancel it because, like, and that's the reality in some of that movement. It doesn't feel like they're actually looking for equality. They're looking for like equality plus. Well, they want to erase right. music, erase art, culture, history, whatever they can. It's just, it's ludicrous. It, it, play the song even more. That's what right. I say. <laughs> Download it. All right, so let, let's take some other questions. We have some cooking questions, too, about you favorite cook, meals. You have cooking questions? Well, yeah. People are like, what is your favorite meal to cook? People loved it because during the pandemic, I made the mistake of cooking so much for Don that he realized I could cook. So now it's like a whole thing, yeah. right? Yeah, you this is an that. interesting one because it's like I notice more and more restaurants selling meat alternatives. Uh yeah, th- this one's sort of an interesting one because, like, I think if you look at the actual, you know, uh, science, and we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta sort of differentiate between the science that is narrative science and actual science. I mean, it it seems like some of that stuff is crazy. I mean, we all seen sort of these, you know, soy based diets, what they do to men, and I, I think that's sort of part of the narrative. If you have men without testosterone, uh, no, no, no. It, it, we, hey, it, it's a four letter word. You're not allowed. To... Am I wrong? <laughs> What the heck? Am I wrong? I, I listen. I think they're pushing it because you can control those people. You can control weak people. If you, right. if you eliminate all the testosterone in a society, you know you you have sort of sheeple that you can you can sort of push around. Now, I'd argue testosterone has probably led to a lot of the great achievements of time. That doesn't mean that uh, you know ample amounts of estrogen. Well, this is all going awesome, to probably no, not in men where you can't identify any gender. So this is all leading to no gender. That's where this is all going. Yes. No, it's where it's going. I Can you imagine? I don't know. I don't think they could do anything. You just, you're just who you are. I think it'll be hard, but you know, you never know. I'm getting older. Maybe, maybe I'm in that decline. In which decline? Uh, just sort low, of, you know, low T. I, not, I'm not. I wouldn't say <laughs> low T. I'd say you know, maybe I, you know, I, I will get to a point where it declines. I, well, listen, I, 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 I'll tell a story, right? I mean, which story? Well, I, no, listen, like coming when we started dating, stuff like that, oh. coming off of like the campaign trial, I was like, just. No, these are brutal days, right? You're doing four or five things a day. And yeah. I, I came out like, uh, and was like, man, I, I feel like I was just much less energy, all, yeah. all of that. Um, and so I'm sitting there and being like, man, I wonder what it is. I actually thought, hey, maybe, I, listen, I was like 42. I've sort of hit that point where I was doing it. And so I went to a friend of yours. I was like, hey, just test me for this. I want to, hey, I'll be honest with it. Like, And we're not trying to pitch a I'm not, low I'm not even talking about it, but support supplement. So I tested and they're so like, you know. I actually, like whatever the measurement was, I, I was like, yeah, at, yeah. like in the mid 900s, which was like apparently very high actually for someone my age. But I still had felt like it was like. This turned into a humble brag, but okay. 
No, but it, it, again, I still felt it down. So we tried doing something. They, they right. were like, well, we'll try a quarter dose to see. And I became basically, uh, you couldn't talk to me. No, you were like a total psycho. So and I, 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 like, I, no I, more. I did that for like a month or two and I stopped. And I was like, okay, I'll wait. Now, I, I, again, I'm a believer in it for a lot of men. I think, uh, you know, we had friends sort of similar age, just, and it just changes, right? It just, it. it yeah, but that's all, it's also, you know, part of nature and the process, right? And then as you get older, you can be, but there's things you can do now that are healthy and supplemental. I think I'm just always out there just fighting and screaming and ranting and raving. It's hard for it to get too low, but who knows? <laughs> I know. But yeah, but your idea of what's low is uh, something quite different, I think. <laughs> all right, so let's see. What, what else we got, uh, question-wise? But I'm glad we... But yes, I think the meat alternative is interesting. It's also interesting, again, you'll be dubbed a conspiracy uh -huh. theorist, but you have Bill Gates buying up all this farmland. You have, uh, you know, probably other ag land that's been used for meat products that'll be converted to, you know, producing soy. Uh, you know, they're trying to, ultimately, to me, it seems like they're trying to create a shortage there. So again, I'm sure it won't stop oh, gee, the guys at Davos from having their steak dinner, but they're going to make sure that you can't do it and you're going to be happy eating cockroaches, folks. The, the protein will be wonderful. This is funny. Gender is in your pants, not in some Harvard professor's delusional mind. Okay, that's from uh, May 1982. There's so many good comments on here. I love this live chat. Yeah. Are they guys? Are they still uh, on the Rumble side? We can we can put some on there and, and do some on the Rumble. Take some of those questions. I, let me just pull it up, guys. And I, again, I apologize. I'm literally figuring out the technology. If you haven't realized it, I'm basically a simple caveman, uh, and so tech is not my specialty. I just bitch about it a lot. But let's let's refresh this. All right. So, uh, cheers from Alaska, salty Alaskan Rambo. That sounds like my kind of guy. Uh, so I I imagine that salty Alaskan Rambo is not low T. <laughs> oh my god! How many times do you remember we watch like Rambo or any of the movies? You're oh, we're always putting them on. He's like obsessed, right? Sylvester Stallone. Every time we turn on the TV, he's like, let's watch another Rocky. Well, between let's that, watch another Rambo. The Rambos, movie. the Rockies. Oh, no, uh, obviously Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme, every time. And I'm like, is this TV, bro? It only has these, like, movies on it. Remember this? Baby, those those were all up for the Academy <laughs> Award. Uh, they're, they're very... Basically, no, the if Bloodsport comes on, we're watching every it. Every time. And, and, like, I have to convince Kim that it won an Academy Award, which it should have. You know, frankly, there's a lot of crap that's won Academy Awards that, you know, doesn't nearly stand up to Bloodsport. Yeah, he loves sort of it. sort of 80s Jean-Claude Van Damme. We've but seen like, about 150 you know, times. Um, okay. Yeah, this is the, so, well, L-O-Y-U, however you pronounce that, he goes, this isn't the debut, is it? Yeah, it is. That's like, uh, this is my first sort of live stream on Rumble. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're going to be uh, doing this uh, a couple times a week. I want to you know sort of build up the interactive component on that uh, again, and I, I will have my rants. We'll go through the memes, but a big part of it's going to be talking with you guys. I think uh, since we got on sort of the political train uh, in really fifteen, uh, so much of what was perhaps unique about me, and it was it was interesting because my friends sort of called me sort of the you know Fifth Avenue redneck, uh, you know, way prior before we ever got into politics. I always had my thing, but I always was shooting or hunting or fishing or doing those kinds of things. So, you know, I actually got to be around real Americans. I think what was striking getting into politics is how few politicians actually interact with real Americans, meaning the constituency that they want to represent in government. Uh, that's scary to me. Uh, I remember one of the sort of the, the talking points I used. I forget the rep. I think she was from like Illinois. It was a Democrat rep. I think it was from Illinois or one of those sort of Midwest states mm -hmm. who was putting on – who the hell was it, babe? 
Uh, remember when I, the wine and cheese party? She was going to put on wine and cheese right. parties. For her constituents. For, no, not for her constituents, no, but for the other right. people that were going to run. people to, to learn how to talk how to, like, I'm to like, their If you're putting on a wine and cheese party to teach you how to talk to your neighbor, you're probably doing it wrong. And yet these are the people that end up sort of representing us uh, in government. So, you know, uh, we got to change that. But I think, you know, a big part of all of this uh, is going to be about the interactive component. So, you know, tell your friends about this. Uh, have them, uh, you, know, uh, subscribe. you know, subscribe, uh, check it out, uh, like it, share it, clip it, have some fun with it. Because, you know, I want this to be sort of part of, you know, the countermeasure to the insanity. OK, it's and trust me, like maybe I have a decent sized platform, but like the reality, we are up against a multi-trillion dollar corporations. And it's like me. It was my dad. Like we, we've seen what they can do. Right. But whether it's you know all of big tech all of mainstream media, the vast majority of sort of big social, you know, uh, make sure you're supporting, you know, those guys that follow us on all the platforms. And again, I still engage on a lot of the other platforms. I mean, it was, it was sort of actually amazing what happened with Twitter. Like, you know, after sort of being oppressed uh, you know, on that platform for years, I was sort of one of the first guys to be like, hey, man, I think the algorithm's really screwing with me. They're like, that's a conspiracy theory, John. That's bullshit. Like, I was like, well, how do you know, Don? How do yeah. you know? Like, well, I now went from we like 5,000 likes opposed to three. Right. Not 3,000, but like three single digits. But you in, actually in like follow the math on this. You really but do. I, I, I do attention. it so much, and I do my own social. I think that's the other difference. People, you know, people like I mentioned people like, can tell. Instagram, they're like, do you do that Instagram? I was like, do you think I could pay someone to post the shit that I post? Like, in all fairness, like, like everyone would fear for their job at any given minute because you'd probably thrown off the platform in two seconds. Um, and, you know, I do that part because I think that interaction is actually important. Uh, and so... You know, do that. You know, we'll probably, you know, sign off here, but we'll be doing a lot more on this. Uh, I want you guys to, you know, let your friends know. I want you to interact. Uh, I want to go through the Q&A. We'll, we'll bang out a lot more later. I think I sort of went a lot longer than I probably anticipated. Uh, but that's all right. Yeah, Why not? Okay, right, baby? Yeah, you get out there, talk. People like to hear what yeah. you have to say. Which is nice. Kimberly, you know, she's probably not going to have to beat me for saying something too bad. No, I, I think, think you I did pretty well good. Behead. I'll be honest with you. I would say it right now if I thought you were you, she would, out actually. of control. She I would have gone on there and the, popped you on. The Puerto Rican side comes. Which one's the aggressive side, the Puerto Rican or the Irish? Um, I only talk about the Puerto Rican side, just so we're clear. Oh, here we go. I do. No, I know why. Oh, so, okay, well, so which side is which side's the aggressive side? Uh, the aggressive. I got to tell you, it's. I've often thought about this, and some days I mm, I lean Irish, and some days like I lean, you know, Puerto Rican. I would say either side is not a good one to be on the uh, bad I think side. Of. I think just overall spicy, but I I, I focus on you know, that, Puerto Rican because you know. Hey, listen. In all fairness, like if if I say the sun is because you, you know, feel like it gives you a free nice, pass. I say the sky is blue. <laughs> they call me a racist, so I'm like, listen. My Puerto Rican fiance, like they, I, I sort of, I feel like I'm absolved uh, from some of that bullshit. I don't get credit for that. If you're on the left, you get full credit. I don't. But yeah, because you're like, I, what I do you call me a racist for? And when for? I say that, <laughs> it drives them so crazy, right? Because you just take their bullshit and throw it back at them. You know, that, that's what we do. So, uh, and I'm, Native I'm American Indian too. Yeah, significantly more than other famed fake Pocahontas, Pocahontas, like, you know, Liz Warren and, and other these people that, you know, can get tenure and all these things for being Native American with exactly 0% Native American. So, yeah, they did not like it when I did that. We were just early. Day. I don't even think Fox liked it at the time. No, no, no. Because uh, when, when I put out the bets, I got $10,000 saying that my girlfriend is much more Native American than Liz Warren and we had the DNA to prove it. Uh, <laughs> You said it. Yeah, Where's you put it lie? out there on like you know, Twitter I didn't right away. This shit, but the reality is, it's true. So, 
but hey guys, this was awesome. I really had a good time with this. Uh, want to do a lot more of it. So again, uh, sign up, subscribe, uh, you know, support those people who are sponsoring the show and have the guts to do that. Support the other small businesses that are doing the same. You know, let's make sure we drive that sort of, you know, red state economy. Let's make sure uh, we do that. You know, and one day, I hope we can just be one. But as long as they're weaponizing that against everything that we believe in, like we literally have an obligation to ourselves, to our children, to our families, to future generations to call out the bullshit. So I'll be back Use later. I should actually talk about my first interview, shouldn't I? What? The first interview that I, well, because we're doing this as sort of a live stream, but uh, oh, the first later interview on coming this week, uh, I'm actually going to sit down in sort of a long form interview uh, with the Speaker of the House, with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, that's going to be the first interview on the podcast. Obviously, a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Obviously, there's a sort of a lot of uh, sort of inside baseball to that. Some of that, again, I think I was privy to some of the stuff way behind before, the sort scenes, of the outrage, the behind the scenes direction now. Um, but you know, again, I you got the big RNC thing coming up as well. Yeah, so Votes we, we got that. a lot of cool stuff, and again, we're gonna we're gonna mix and match it on the platform. We're gonna mix and match it with content. Uh, ultimately, I'm gonna listen to what you guys have to say because that's what it's all about. That's what I'm doing this for, uh, and so I want to hear what you guys have to say. So we'll we'll do a lot more on that next time. And you say thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you, Kimberly. No, to the interviewers. No, I got to say thank you to her. No, if I don't say thank you to her, I, you know, Puerto Rican comes out, and I, I may not make it to my car. Best friend, worst enemy. But, but yeah, no, it's going to be great also. And I, honestly, as we get it going, we're going to have the studio in our house. Uh, we'll be able to just on, pop on the platform and just be like, hey, man, we're going to do an Ask Me Anything. You got a half an hour or whatever it is. Let's talk about those things in real time, not just the ones that we're going to schedule out in advance. I'm going to try to do as much of it as I can live. But, you know, frankly, I travel some weird-ass places, uh, whether it be through my hobbies or whatever. Uh, so I want to bring the stuff along. When I was dealing with Chris at Rumble, I go, hey, listen, man, I'm on the road a lot. I go to crazy places. You know, I want to bring the stuff with me and, like, capture actually Absolutely. the real life. Because, honestly, I think that's always going to be, uh, you know, better – uh, and, you know, bring people into what I'm actually doing. Yeah, not just sort they want to see the, you the see real the you. You're really good about showing, you know, who you are and being transparent that way. And I think that's good. People enjoy it. They want authenticity because there's enough, you know, BS out there these days. But the Rumble team, the locals team has been fantastic. Really yeah, appreciate I wanna, the no, opportunity. I want to thank those guys. Good thank you. Thank you, you Chris. Know, they, thank you, everybody. I think I was probably, what, probably second, like big verified sort of like third, second or third. Uh, you know, guy on the platform on Rumble. And, and you know, I didn't go on YouTube because of it. I, I spent a lot of time, you know, sort of trying to create content for two, two and a half years. And that's before they went public and did, you know, arguably the most successful spec. But it, uh, And we've got great friends on here, it, too. It, not arguably, frankly, the yeah. most successful sort of, you know, public offering of a company because there's actually demand for this stuff, guys. So true. You know, the American people, that's perhaps, I wish I would have included it earlier. I didn't even think about it. But like when I was talking about like how I actually know we're winning, how I know we're capturing those things is because like the people are there. You won't mm -hmm. hear about it in the narrative. They'll try to lie to you and tell you those things aren't actually happening. But like the fact that the people, regular people did that, you know, that they, they you know, join up on truth, that they do these things, they are... They're jonesing for Truth that, that platform. They're, they're looking for someone that's not going to cancel them or screw mm -hmm. them over or, you know, or be an arbiter of truth that isn't actually truth. You know, it'd be one thing if the fact checkers were even moderately. But, like, I mean, we, you and I have discussed. I should go through, like, a list of some of my former fact checks where it's like, like, you're literally 
you know, the nuance that they can come up with to try to make something untrue. And they, I, the reason I don't have many dings against me is because I actually take the time to fight them out and argue it, and then they, they don't have anything. But if we're not engaging, if we're not in that battle, then they get you. Your platform's basically gone. They throw you off. Uh, so we have to be well, That's why so, this is a great platform for, you know, yeah. free thinkers. People want to get their viewpoint out there. So, you know, without this opportunity, can you imagine? Really try to silence everybody, including, like you said, the president of the United States. All right, so I want to hear more from you guys. Kim and I both do. Uh, if you're friendly with us and you know us, call me later on. We got a long drive <laughs> home, but until we get this. <laughs> well, no, but I want listen. I want to know if there's things I got to do better. Uh, if there's things that I suck, if I take, you know, I, I want to know. Do I need to take it further? Do I need to take it less? I could probably go a little hotter. I, you know. I think you're. It's good. What do you think? All, I think it's all good. I'm very proud of you. Maybe go full Kim Guilfoyle, like full like <laughs> spicy Puerto Rican. The best is yet to come. Yeah, people are like. Uh, how dare I, I can identify as spicy Puerto Rican these days. I'm told that's. <laughs> why not? Everyone why else not? can. I mean, everyone else can. Why, like why I, that not? was one of the memes I wanted like, wanted to share. There's like I was reading about some guy that uh, gets going through a bad divorce and wanted to get more. Mm-hmm. Uh, time with his kids, so he literally changed his gender and identity to be a female, to so that he advantage. can have actual equal rights under the law. So because that stuff doesn't generally stack in the favor of father. So, like, I respect that guy's hustle. Like, don't hate the player, hate the game. And this is the game and the battlefield. Well, it that the exposes left has put out there. the hypocrisy and what's happening right now. You Correct. know, so and there's been such a weaponization of the legal system, as you know, as your father knows. So there's so many things to talk about. And the good there's thing, a lot. Is, I don't want to burn it all on day one. But you're, I mean, you're I, doing it you're on just show two. I'm going to be like. uh uh, I got nothing, babe. I don't think <laughs> I'm so. going to let you leave for me, okay? You can just come in here and... Exactly. We'll do the one from the hot tub. People... Well, it's our favorite place in the world. I'm sure people won't mind, right? Oh, All right. Just I do kidding, like guys. controlled I'm water. I'm not really kidding, but kind of sort of kidding. <laughs> kidding. Kidding enough that I don't get in trouble when I leave this chair. Let's see. Uh, and I have to live with this woman. Uh, <laughs> but not enough that it wasn't funny and maybe true. So, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Don't forget, tell your friends, sign up, let's push back, let's become unafraid, and let's win.